Well, like you said, let's talk about that on the show. I'm not going to bunch of these dudes out. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) And welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm here with my partners, Jeremy Bruin. On Twitter at Dynasty Madman. And Shane Manila. Hey, we saved the the worst for last. <laughs> or wow. or another way to look at it, we saved the most contentious or the, uh, the one you have to use the most brain cells for position. Most patient the most patience? <laughs> I don't know. Patience about would brain be a good, patience would be something. It's not something that I possess, but yes, yes, patience would be a virtue. <laughs> and we put a we put a whole week in between the last time we did an episode since I was in San Diego, unfortunately. So well not yeah. unfortunately. I mean San Diego's fun, but we put we put uh, we made everybody wait an extra week to hear the top twelve tight ends. Woohoo yes. <laughs> exciting (laughs) you know it's funny i I mean as long as i've played fantasy football tight ends has always been the position that people really care the least about anyways you know it it took a long time before they even made like tight end premium leagues kind of like ppr and all that stuff but even with tight end premium leagues people still don't care about tight ends as much as the other position i used to spend quite a bit of time on it until I realized it was wasted time. <laughs> it just, I mean, I wasn't, it wasn't helping. I thought a lot. I, I, you know, I tried to, you know, think of things that, you know, maybe this and that like circumstantial. And I, I thought I was betting on the right horses, but I mean, truth be told, it's just not like that. Not for me. It's difficult. And um, I, you know, I'm going to go by the guys who've been there before and done it before. And then the, the best young players. I mean, there's not a lot of science behind it. It's just like pick the guy that you think is going to get the most targets kind of thing. It's yeah, I don't spend much time on it. I just go for the, the, the bigger names, I guess. <laughs> I, love- I, like, I, I like the tight end position, you know, I'm going to but I'm always going to lean. I'm, I have the same strategy <laughs> as everyone else in the goddamn industry <laughs> oh give me the elite ones or i'm just going to take a shot because exactly. there's really right. there's no middle class it's not like wide receiver right. twos where you're like oh there's a bunch of these guys that are going to be useful with tight end it's like well this guy could be useful this week yeah this guy could be useful that week and tight end is the one position for whatever reason you know you can stream on a weekly basis because yes. defenses that are bad against the tight end consistently stay bad against the tight end and they don't care because yeah. it's quite frankly you can get beat beat up all week by a tight end and not lose a game. Yeah, it's you like know, the kicker of dynasty leagues. Exactly. We could probably go back and look at some of the rookie drafts over the years. And I love when people get all excited when somebody says, oh, this tight end is also a wide receiver. So he's like a tight end slash wide receiver. And then everybody goes crazy to get that guy. And it doesn't, doesn't ever seem to pan out. You know, uh, Evan Ingram, nope. uh, everybody that was, was yeah. so excited that, about Evan Ingram. <laughs> that whole class. Yes. Um, it they wasn't never just Evan out. Ingram. It was David Njoku. It was... Um, Oh, Christ, I forget who the, there's another guy. Uh, O.J. Howard. O.J. Oh, Howard, yeah. All yeah. three of those guys missed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, O.J. Howard, with me being a Bucks fan, I've had him on so many teams and off so many teams. Um, well, listen, right. before we get started with this, though, Shane, tell everybody about Campus to Canton. Hey, so I don't know if you know, but Campus Canton is one of our supporters, and we support Campus to Canton. Yep. Go sign up. Use promo code TRADES. Nope. Use promo code <laughs> HQ, just HQ. HQ. Um, you save 10%. Um, I guess, you know, look, summertime's almost over, right? We only got a month left, so it's time to really start digging in. If you haven't already, get some more startups going. Join those C2C leagues. And if you're going to join C2C leagues or even just playing Devi leagues, uh, you, you can't find a better tool than Campus to Canton to help you uh, win and crush your drafts and crush your competition. So Amen. go sign up now and use trades. Nope, nope. Use promo code <laughs> HQ. You said it wrong twice. Yeah. Um, and it's funny when you keep saying Canton, it just keeps reminding me that we're what inside like two weeks till uh, yeah. the Fantasy Football Expo. I just want to ask you guys one thing. I was at San Diego Comic Con this weekend and I got a message from uh, one of our patrons, Troy, who said that he signed the three of us up to play flag football when we're at the expo. Is that correct? Are we really doing that? He was going to sign the (laughs) four of us up, including him, and then somehow he talked me into doing it, and so I signed the four of us up, and Shane and I talked about it a little bit last week. Now, I still um, have some ringers (laughs) that are hopefully coming to the the, uh, 
you know, to the game to play with us. But in the meantime, I put placeholders in because I didn't know the other four people that were going to be playing. So as of now, it's Rob Gronkowski, Mike Allstott, <laughs> Frank Gore, and what was the other player? I forgot. <laughs> oh, um, Larry Zonka. So those are four, the four guys that are going to be on our team if I can't get our ringers. But Shane and I had some fun with it last week. But yes, you're playing. We're playing. Well, I guess with those guys on the team, I won't be the oldest person on the team, at least. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I saw that, and I'm thinking, uh, okay, I haven't played football probably in 50 years. When I was four was probably the last time. But, <laughs> it's like uh, riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but if that's what we're doing, whatever. I'll go with the flow. So, Shane, do you want to introduce – you know, we talked about what we're doing, but we didn't really talk about it. So it would have to be people that have listened to the last three episodes to know what we're talking about. All but, right. So, again, we're looking at who's in the top 12 in ADP using DLF's ADP, mostly because <laughs> I write for them. And we would use whoever's ADP that any of us are affiliated with. But I happen to write for DLF, so we use theirs. Superflex um, ADP, right? Superflex, because that's the only uh, ADP that matters. Tight end premium? Um, <laughs> no, they, they don't have that. Get out of here. But this is um, tight ends. <laughs> I know, right? It's the, that one changed the rankings in tight ends. Though. But So we're looking at the top 12 in ADP uh, yes. and seeing who's still going to be there next year. Awesome. Um, and this is going to be a quicker episode than the last couple because, yeah. well, frankly, there's several tight ends we don't even need to discuss at all. I don't think exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and Jeremy, before you say this list of 12, we do want to say every single week we say this, we're not saying these guys suck or are not going to perform well or anything like that. We're just talking about what the dynasty community will think next year at this time when they're drafting these players. So no matter what they did this year, it depends on what people are going to think next year. So Jeremy, read the 12. Yeah, here we go. So I don't. This is not a surprise. We have lists like this. The number one tight end right now in ADP is Kyle Pitts, Atlanta Falcon. Number two, Mark Andrews, the Baltimore Ravens. Number three, man, I don't. He he's never bad. Travis Kelsey at almost thirty three years old, holding steady in the top three still for the Kansas City Chiefs. George Kittle, the fourth um, on the list there. Um, blocks too much. Just get him out. Get him out in patterns more. Come on. T.J. Hawkinson at number five. The Detroit Lions, Darren Waller, the Vegas Raider, number six, Dalton Schultz, the uh, the uh, <laughs> the stud from the Dallas Cowboys. I laugh at that one because uh, good for you, Dalton, um, that you got that gig. Dallas Goddard, Philadelphia Eagle, <laughs> Pat at number eight, Pat Fryermuth at number nine from the Pittsburgh Steelers, Dawson Knox, Buffalo Bill, number ten, number eleven. Former Philadelphia Eagles, still a stud, Zach Ertz for the Arizona Arizona Cardinals. Um, he's almost 32, right? Noah Fant rounds out the list, a young fella at uh, almost 25 years old at number 12. And it's interesting after that. There's a lot of good tight ends, uh, you know, better tight ends that people draft high right after the, this bunch of the top 12 in ADP. And I, I really like the exercise last year that Shane showed us, and I wish we had that sheet, damn it. <laughs> Because, no, it, he showed all the points scored, and after a certain point, like, there's a, there's like this um, little tier break, and then it's one point separating every tight end in the world. Like, yeah. there's no reason to get excited. It was like this huge list of, so, you know, be, like we say, you know, outside the top few or top 12, if you can figure out who they are, it's just not that interesting. It's yeah. It's hard. It's funny we laugh about last year, but we we've we've mentioned it a few times that we didn't keep all the records from last year, so we don't know what we did. But Shane, the the difference in scoring in twenty twenty one. Oh, you have it. You have it. Well, then I'm just looking on FF today, who uh, (laughs) I don't write for, but I like their uh, how they do their scoring. Um, The tight end six uh, scored twelve point one fantasy points last year. The tight end twelve scored ten point four on average. Right, average game scores. Yeah. 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 So it's and not then, that yeah, big. The, the, tight, the tight end 14 through the tight end 23 scored between 9.9 and 8 points per game. So yeah. pretty, pretty close. All right. Before we go forward, though, Shane, uh, tell everybody how many of these people were in the top 12 last year. Like, who's new this year? Oh, I got to do math. Hold on. Two, three, <laughs> four. Wait, that's five. Uh, five new people. Five new people. So that's the so, most out of the, the four positions we've done. The because most turnover, yeah. Yeah, and that makes sense because the position is 
the position of haves and have nots. It's there's the elite ones like we talked about, and then there's a bunch of dudes. And every year you're trying to hit on a bunch of dudes. And just just for example, last year uh, a couple guys that were in the top twelve that didn't repeat this year. Um, if I could find the sheet, that'd be awesome. There you go, um, Logan Thomas. Um, Taysom Hill. I we must have been smoking crack cocaine. I know. Um, they were hoping for the quarterback points. I don't That's know. exactly what everybody was doing because uh, we didn't know who was the quarterback, and yeah, they were hoping you get both points. Yeah, yeah. Mike Mike Gusecki and Evan Ingram are the uh, four of the guys that fell out. Well, they're but, never getting back in. <laughs> but wait, who's the fifth? You uh, said five. It's just those four, right? But he uh, said five. Noah Fant. I'm stupid. Noah Fant was in. Uh, oh, actually, in last. Yeah, it's just four. Fant. Oh, so it's then it's just four. See. Okay, all right. a quarter. And and it's funny that you say you, it's you, a third of the list. Third, exactly, <laughs> third. But normally it is only three. So that, like Mike said, there there still are more that turn over at this position. But I mean, we're not surprised by that. It's no, no. no. So let's. Let's just get these guys out of the way, all right? Is there <laughs> any way be, in hell? It's going to be a quick episode if we just yeah, do it. Is there any way in hell Kyle Pitts falls out of the top 12? No, no way. Oh. Is there any way in hell Mark Andrews falls out of the top 12? No. Unless he, yeah, and and you have to go by normal circumstances. Unless he, like, blows out his knee because they have, like, 800 tight ends there, he's staying on this list. Well, um, and, and I, think that's a, I think that's a good point because we've said it each week. Too. I mean, obviously, if one of these guys get really injured, it's right. possible they. But then again, we also said that this is just what the community will think next year. So even if he got injured, they still right. may think he's going to come back and be a top twelve. Hundred percent. Yep. Shane, go ahead. Shane. All right. So then we <laughs> also have. I thought we lost him. <laughs> I'm going to go, and I'm just going in age order. No uh, age order here. No kind of TJ or not TJ Hawkins and George Kittle. No way he falls out. Right. Uh, no. no, but you skipped some. Not out of the 12. Travis Kelsey. No. Um, I guess this is where it starts to get kind of interesting. I don't mm-hmm. see TJ Hawkinson falling out in any way whatsoever. He's still incredibly young. and I don't see it either. He's getting drafted in the top five, and all signs are pointing up. I mean, even if he had a bad year, they'd probably still draft him in the top 12. Well, I was just going to say, even if you consider you think he had a bad year last year, he had 12.1 fantasy points per game, and that was actually good enough meh. for tight end seven. Yeah, there you go. See, that and sounds he's only meh. 25 on the dot. Apparently, today's his birthday. You know what is funny? Uh, yeah. It's funny. If people can see the list we're looking at, who, who put together this list? Shane or Jeremy? Which one? Well, sure. I just downloaded the data, put it together, and then I, okay. I just wanted like colors that don't drive my eyes crazy on the screen, like no, the lighter colors, green and blue. That's cool. I just think it's funny. I was going to say, we've been doing this for weeks, and there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There's like 11 columns for each player, and we only ever mentioned their age. <laughs> there's like weight, oh, yeah, height, yeah. Uh, age, team, position, 80 people. We, the only thing that Shane points it, out. No, but I know. But the only thing Shane ever points out is his age. He was just hey, doing it again. right. There's just, all kinds of crazy I stuff. know. There's a whole bunch of information. But Darren Waller is one of those guys where a couple years ago, I thought he was old a couple years ago. And then I met him in person at the, at the Super Bowl. And he looked like he was like 12. You know, yeah, but it seems like, like he's like been around. Year old guy. Yeah, it seems like he's been around forever. Well, so Darren Waller is still 29 years old. He's 30. Um, you know, and I generally make fun of people for their ages at running back and even wide receiver, but tight end, tight end and quarterback. No, yeah, um, 29 is not old at tight end. Um, look at Travis Kelsey. I think he's 32 or 33. Yeah, he's pushing 33, bro. Yeah, we've old. seen Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates. We've seen tight ends uh, produce into an elderly age. Yeah, they take um, care of themselves and they can play that <laughs> position for a while as long as they can block a little bit. The you know those that do and yeah, I mean it's it's kind of crazy because those guys, man, I mean when they're blocking. They're getting beat beat up no no less than a running back. But you know so what though? But wait, you're saying that, but if you look at this top twelve, there's only two guys that are over thirty. Zach Ertz is thirty one and Travis Kelsey's thirty two. Who's the other yeah. one? And, and Wall, uh, Wall, well, Wall, Waller's twenty nine right now. Yeah, yeah, so I'm saying 30, there's yeah. only yeah, two but guys. Historically, historically, tight ends produce in their thirties, elite ones. So I'm yeah. not concerned. I do not worry about age for tight ends. I, I worry about age in only the sense of trade value. 
but frankly, it's okay to get stuck air quotes um, <laughs> with a Travis Kelsey on your roster because no one wants him because he's 32. All right, well then I'll take the guy that's going to probably score as the tight end three this year. That's yeah. right. Once they've been productive, that age isn't going to hurt them. You're not going to pick a guy that's 30 years old to enter the top 12 if he's never been there before. But for the guys with staying power that are good, yeah, we're not worried about one year or something like that. Like we would be at running back. It's a death knell. It's kind of but, the. So, what opp- about Waller? Oh, go ahead, Mike. I know oh. you like Waller, so I want to hear you go first. <laughs> no, no. I, w- I was just going to say the one other thing I was going to say, though. It's kind of the opposite with the age with young. You know, we we look at we want the young wide receiver, we want the young, but a young tight end usually doesn't produce right away. You usually have yeah, to wait a wait few years. years. Yeah, yeah, for usually. the tight ends to produce. So we're still waiting for David Njoku, OJ Howard, and Evan Ingram. I mean, those <laughs> and, guys and are technically Noah Fan as well. Yeah, um, yeah. and Noah Fan is there but it's so funny because he's yeah. right on the edge so all right because so no if, okay so let, let's let's focus on the one dude that we we're already kind of discussing right. darren waller um there's definitely a path where shit could go wrong for him right like Devontae yeah. adams is there he's best yeah. buds with david Carr, Derek Carr, uh <laughs> all the cars just loves all the cars, the cars. <laughs> all the cars uh adams you know usually looks at about a 30 percent target share which, you know, that could eat in, eat in the Waller. Uh, Waller has been the target vacuum there. Um, even last year when he was injured, he still had a 24% target share. In 2020, he had a 28% target share. And in 2019, he had a 23.8% target share. And if you believe in Hunter Renfro, there's definitely a, a squeeze in targets you could see. So are you concerned or do you think uh, Darren Wall or someone that's going to fall out? Let me like, ask you this. When you say the target share, all those target shares, what are the target shares for him when it's like in the red zone? Like when it's down there uh, inside the 20? Uh, 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 last year, that? yeah, last year he was at a uh, 28.8%. So not bad, not bad at all. And David, uh, David Carr, yeah, Devontae Adams was at 25%. I was just going to say this. Look, I think Devontae Adams is going to see a ton of work, obviously, because he's Devontae Adams. I think Hunter Renfro is going to get squeezed out of the equation and it's going to be a, a two man show. I think Hunter Renfro, we're probably looking at like 70 receptions for 700 yards. And I still think Waller is going to be easily a tight end one. So I don't think I don't see Waller. I agree. Uh, That's where I was going with it when I was asking about the red zone stuff and everything. I still think he's going to be it, especially with the way the community is. If he does score, how many touchdowns did he score last year? Actually, was it under ten? I mean, he was it. Yeah, because he didn't play a full season. He was injured. He only had two touchdowns. Yeah, but so if he thinking of the year before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The year before he had nine. Year before that he had three. He's never been a a touchdown producer. What he's been is a guy that gets a lot of targets and a lot of receptions, and he's got two one thousand yard seasons. I have to say he's gonna finish. I think he's going to finish as a tight end one this year again. And so by that, I don't think he'll drop out because of that. I mean, Um, and he's not old for me to start worrying yet. so like all the other guys, something would have to change for him to fall off of this list, and I don't see it happening this season. I think right. even if he doesn't have a tight end one season, like even if he does score three or four touchdowns instead of eight or nine, I still think that the community will look at him as a top one. Because Waller is a baller. People love him. <laughs> well, he's he only scores three or four touchdowns most seasons anyway. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was going to say because you just said don't have said to worry it. about the regression. You yeah. just said you or just said like, that he's never he's had a, it really. A, so yeah. All right. all right. So we all there's agree. another guy. Yeah, there's another guy that I think uh, we should just skip to. And I don't think he'll fall off, although I'm a little worried about his targets as well. Yeah. Dallas, so a lot of mouths to feed there, huh, in Philly. Dallas Goddard. I, I am. I will say I'm concerned with A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith. Now, last year, Dallas Goddard was the first or second option in the offense, right, until Devonta Smith became Devonta Smith later in the year, and he was the number one option. Now, at best, he's the third option, right? And with it by, I'd say, a significant margin because A.J. Brown is, well, just an absolute target vacuum. And then Smith and then Goddard. So I don't know, will there be enough there? And again, this is where tight end scoring helps because you don't need to do a ton That's to what, be a top 12 tight end. 
<laughs> I was just going to mention that. that. That's what I was going to say. When we're talking about these guys, like you just commented about what Waller's had, and he's always been in the top 12 of the last bunch of years. These guys don't have to score eight or nine touchdowns. Scoring three or four yeah. touchdowns, it makes it good enough for them to be in the top 12 of tight ends because it's a tight end position. Um, I think you're right. I think he'll still be there based on the name, the age, and the team. Yeah, and I think look- he's a badass. I think he's one of the best tight ends in the league right now. Prime age for that position, you know, 27. I mean, if he plays as long as Travis Kelsey, he's got six solid years left. Um, I can't think of one, two, three, four, six guys on the list following this top 12 <laughs> that could sneak in there to drop him from that number eight spot, let alone just, you know, to, to bump him completely out of the top 12. So even if he doesn't get like the, the action that he got in previous season, well, last year, I, I still think that guy gets drafted in the, in the top 12. He's, he's great. Um, I hope, I hope he gets more, you know, love than those wide receivers seem to be telling. And I I think he will, I think he holds steady. I don't see a reason not to uh, go on this list. And and just just for a frame of reference, um, he was in the top twelve in ADP last year, right? And and that was coming off a season when he had forty six receptions for five hundred and twenty four yards. <laughs> kind of so, average, yeah. Kind yeah. of average tight end stuff. But so he was, it? yeah, he was a tight end nine in scoring. But yeah, wasn't he also last year at this time? Wasn't it was. Ertz still there, or Ertz had already yeah. left yet? No, there was no. Ertz was still there, and we were still like, "All right, someday Ertz is going to leave. Yeah, someday yeah Ertz someday. is going to leave, and then it finally happened." Exactly. So there's all those built-in narratives with each one of these guys, especially with a younger tight end. That once the veteran leaves, then oh, everything's going to break out. You know, I do love that we've done this now three different weeks, and Jeremy, every single time you have that 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 one sentence where you go, "Well, I looked at the guy's past." him and who's going to jump him it, it, it is kind of hard to think about who's going to stay when you do look at some of those guys that are 13 through 15 say you know oh, i got some guys i'm ready to start <laughs> kicking some dudes out well we have to we definitely have to kick some guys out and we could kick as many as four guys out I, of this list i, I can kick every one of these last guys out but here let me go here here's a guy that he's the tight end 12 so okay. i'm just gonna skip to him noah Fant. <laughs> He hasn't he hasn't done what we hoped he would do. Right. I mean, when Noah Fant came out, basically the hope was was maybe he didn't have the production profile as Kyle Pitts, but he was a, a, a sublime, just supreme athlete, um, and that's what we thought we were going to get, like a Kyle Pitts type uh, tight end. He hasn't done it yet. He's yet to score. Oh, he did score ten points one year. Good for him. Um, he was the tight end twelve last year with nine and nine point nine point nine point nine points per game he's tied to drew lock and geno smith (laughs) i say he's gonna underperform again and this is gonna be us going all right you know what it's been four years i give up i'm not drafting him anymore yeah and he would have and that was your favorite guy too um, tight end the year (laughs) he came out the thing is he went to a worse situation even if russell wilson stayed in seattle yeah but then you know he went to seattle without russell wilson which is even worse but yeah i won't be surprised when albert O scores more points than noah fant this coming year um but yeah i just i think it's going to be hard for him to stay in there and anybody to want to draft him he'd have to have an incredible season with drew lock and geno smith and it's really just unlikely And you know what else? It's funny because we make the comments about the quarterbacks, but we've also talked in the past about when a player changes teams, a lot of times that doesn't help. And if you look at the list, Shane didn't realize it at first, but he was on this list last year. He was number seven last year. Then he drops to number 12. So he already dropped from seven to 12. And now he's on a team with those two quarterbacks. And especially if everything falls apart in Seattle, there's no chance he's still in the top 12 next year. There's no surprise with with Shane's list, the way that he's doing it, because he's telling us what's coming next just by clicking on this grid like you i mean you know he's he's and it's still good for the show but he, he does it differently than you do i, I like it <laughs> and he's got this big smile on his face i know what too. he's gonna I, zach Ertz, come on we know what you're gonna say about zach Ertz in arizona he's so already now, been replaced it just hasn't shown up on the stat sheet yet so well, what i was gonna say about zach Ertz is right he's like people were th- people have been throwing dirt on zach Ertz since um yeah, like 2015. Uh-huh. You guys know I'm a fan, right? Me like, too. We talked about his athleticism and yada mm-hmm. yada. I I really like Zach Ertz, like the tight end, the guy, like the you know 
His wife seems cool. Like everything about the guy. So I'm not going to talk trash. There's just a lot of factors with Sackers. So he was a tight end one, a high end tight end one when he went to Arizona last year. Um, I love Trey McBride, but Trey McBride is one of those tight ends that's our rookie that Rick I continually Green, get right. kicked in the nuts with. <laughs> um, see, you know, Noah Fant loved him. David Njoku loved him. Evan you might want to stay him. away from rookie tight ends. Yeah. Just trade. You're such a great trade artist. Just wait till you find just, the guys just, that are doing well and trade for them. That's that's probably what I'm going to do from now on. I'm going to stop guessing. trying to hit on these rookie tight ends because I can never get it right. So <laughs> with all that man. said, I think. Zach Ertz is going to stay in here. He's got six wow. games without DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. Um, and uh, this, this splits what, um, what Ertz did uh, when he was in there. He was taking a lot of op- Hopkins work last year. He did. Um, without Hopkins there, um, Christian Kirk's there, not there anymore, obviously. Marquise Brown is. Uh, I know Cliff Kingsbury's offenses typically didn't throw to tight ends, but they did last year. Once Ertz got there, he's hey, still did. he's still young enough that we can go. You know what? He, he he's still you know thirty. He'll be thirty two. They're next like year. you know Max Williams, Zach Ertz. You know what? Now we got Zach Ertz. Uh, we can actually throw to the tight end because he catches it. Yeah, exactly. So I am going to say Zach Ertz is going to repeat. Like and it. like you said, man, look, it's hard not to be a fan of Zach Ertz because all the guy does except for like a couple seasons in his career is produce as an elite tight end. Like the dude, dude he's has, a football player. He plays the tight end position. He's not bad at it. I mean, yeah. I, I respect the heck out of that guy. Philly hated him for so long because they say, oh, he does is catch the ball and fall down. And I'm like, dude, he catches. <laughs> he's, That's he's, what he's I like, do. He gets Maybe like 90 receptions a year. Like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> All bro? he needs to do is fall down with those numbers. Yeah. Then so. there, there's one other thing I'll say about him. He is one of the four that wasn't in the top 12 last year at this time. And like we mentioned, people were talking about him leaving and Godert and everything. And then he goes over there to Arizona, plays as well as he does, and now he's back in the top 12. And I agree with both of you guys. You know, uh, I have an autographed card over there on my shelf of Zach Ertz, and it's one of those things called inscription cards. And underneath his name, he inscribed, he said, the only mindset I have is winning. And that's what he wrote under his autograph on the card, you know? Super dude, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. and and I I always liked him as well. I just gotta be. I gotta be honest. I've been like, dude, don't, don't give me your f-ing daily affirmations. Get out of here. Like, <laughs> dude, I don't even want it's this. It's a card set called encryption. Inscription. I don't know, man. That's what Here's they have the to thing. do. We call, we call some of these players jags, and it's always bugged me because these <laughs> nobody that plays in the NFL is just a guy. Like right, you know, right. compared to their peers, sure. they might be just a guy. Compared to us, get real, man. It's like. I mean, you're talking about Greek gods compared to us. This is ridiculous. Zach, like, Zach can't Ertz, trash talk them that much. Zach Ertz is a tight end that should be discussed for the Hall of Fame. His numbers are that yeah. good. Yes. When you, I, when I, you I look agree. at his numbers and you compare them, even considering the era that he's played in, he's one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. I know he's not as sexy as a lot of tight ends, so a lot of people aren't going to agree with me. But if you actually look at his stats and look what he's done, he's been one of the best. He's been one of the best tight ends of his entire career. Well, he's sexier than Dalton Schultz. I'll say that. <laughs> okay. So speaking of, <laughs> well, yeah, we have three left. We, we, we've only knocked one person out and we made a comment at the beginning that we're going to knock a lot. So there's only three players left. So yeah, go with Dalton Schultz at okay. number seven. So Dalton Schultz, uh, great year last year. Ended up as the tight end five. Had 104 targets. Um, target share of uh, wow, his target share that was only 16.4 percent. That's interesting. He did a decent number of touchdowns. Uh, eight. Now, just so you know, entering the 2021 season, his career total of touchdowns was four. Four. Right. right. Uh-huh. So he, yep. he doubled that last year. So here's where I'm going with this. Dalton Schultz, and he should have a free runway to start the year, right? Because I was going to say, who else Gallup is there? might not play. Um, C.D. Lamb. I think this is the C.D. Lamb monstrous year breakout. Um, Plus, Zeke is 100% now, too. Catches a lot of passes out of the backfield. And, you know, I, the, they'll have him healthy. They have a healthy running back stable. So they have a lot of things working in their favor in Dallas this season that they didn't necessarily have last year. Now, I'm expecting – I'm expecting touchdown regression, um, and I'm expecting Jalen Tolbert and James Washington to see enough targets to um, eat into Dalton Schultz's workload before Michael Gallup gets back. Dalton Schultz, you're getting out because, well, you're not that talented. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, anybody in Dallas really would. Uh, any starting tight end in Dallas will be valuable. They use the tight end position. Well, the guy he replaced isn't. They they spent a lot of money for him, and he he didn't pan out. But but really, the starting tight end in Dallas, whoever that might be, Dalton Schultz or the next guy would would you know potentially be a a, a top twelve you know a, a tight end one. But it's not because Dalton Schultz is as great as some of these other guys. It's just that he's there and he plays that position. It's one of those things. And I agree. I I can't. I don't think. I think he's an easy guy to bump off of this list. Maybe he squeezes in, you know, at the very end at, as tight end uh, twelve in ADP. But but I doubt it. There's a lot of good young players out there right now at tight end. I'll say this. I I was in Dallas during the draft the day that Jason Witten retired. And, oh, and we were all at the draft and everybody was like, whoever Dallas drafts there, that guy's going to be awesome, you know? And that was what, five years ago? They, well, years they ago? wanted Dallas Goddard in right. the draft that he came out. Was that the year? Yeah, that was the year. And, and the Eagles and jumped like, over ah. them. Right. And, and I was at the Dallas draft with my friend who's a huge uh, Eagles fan and the, the whole stadium was booing and everything. It was pretty funny. But I, I was going to say this with him. He, he wasn't on the list last year. And he jumps all the way to number seven this year. But it goes back to what you were talking about, where the the difference between some of these players are like one or two points. So I could definitely see, like you're saying, looking at some of these guys at 13 through 15, that these last three guys, it's very possible that all three of them get knocked out because some of these other guys could score two or three more points and have a better season. So I'll agree with both of you, even though you both said yes. So he was already knocked out anyways. I'll agree with that. Yeah. He already had it on the spreadsheet yeah. too. Like he wasn't taking no for an he answer. Always he always does. Yeah. He doesn't leave it scoring. blank until. That's what he does. He, he answers it after he goes. What he should do is leave it. No matter what he thinks is yes. going to happen is leave it blank until we all go. I had to change it a couple times. And how would. Yeah. How would this show be any different? That <laughs> well, what fun would that be? So, uh, Dalton Schultz, because you're not going to score eight touchdowns again, uh, yes. you're going to be knocked out. So, see you, bro. And I liked now, it when he was a sneaky pick late in drafts. So you, nobody, I, I would, I stay away from him at this ADP. It's insane. It is so interesting that he jumped to seven, though. Out of nowhere, so, jump to seven. So it is here. Well, you'll see that in tight end, though, right? You'll, you'll see that because basically the position so barren outside of the top five that you're just like, all right, I guess I'm taking this guy. Yeah. <laughs> so the next guy up that for me is an absolute He There's absolutely no way that he's going to repeat <laughs> would be a uh, Dalton Schultz. You now, just, I just did talked Dalton about, Schultz. You just did Dalton exactly, Schultz. Exactly. Dawson Knox. Exactly. Like I said, Dawson Knox. Oh, my God. <laughs> I thought he so, was going back to Dalton Schultz just so, and, and nailing yeah, it Dawson to Knox the ground. Go for it, Jane. <laughs> So here, here's the thing, right? So I just trashed uh, Dalton Schultz for how many touchdowns he scored. Dalton Knox and Dawson Schultz, they both suck. So Dawson Knox scored a touchdown on 19% of his reception. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's never happening again. That is absurd. Crazy. Like the, the guy had that. 49 receptions and nine touchdowns. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, but wait, it's interesting with him, though, because, again, we're talking about these guys jumping up, but he's on the bills. Everybody Mm -hmm. loves the bills. Everybody's like they're scoring machines. They're going to win the Super Bowl. They're this and that. This is the year for the for the bills. Isn't it possible that if he has a good season this year? Top twelve is not out of the picture to people. Crowder to people that are, dra- but I'm saying to people that are drafting next year at this time. It, it, even if he has, maybe he regresses a little bit on the touchdowns. But if he still does well and Buffalo still does as good as everybody thinks they're going to do, I still think the dynasty community will still draft Austin Knox as a top twelve player next time this year. <sighs> Yeah, they're so finicky and fickle, though. Just like with Dalton Schultz going from no man's land to number seven out of 12. Come on. Right. That's but, a huge but, leap of faith for that guy. But the Bills yeah. are so hyped now. I mean, even today on the radio so when I was driving around. But I know. But everybody thinks that that team is so great. So well, Shane he, thinks that that new running back is going to catch all the balls that were going to <laughs> Dawson Knox. And I'm pretty sure that's not happening. Not how, right off the bat. How many shares of, of, uh, of uh, <laughs> James, James, Cook, James Cook? Yeah, how many shares of James Cook did you end up with, Shane? It's a lot. He's one of my highest-owned rookies. It's, uh, I hope you hit on this one. I hope this Burks, is not a Guy damn Moore. golden boy Jacksonville quarterback or Noah fan. Yeah. I hope you hit on this one. Yeah. yeah. 
So I'm I'm kicking I'm kicking Dawson Knox out. There's no way that he he's got a 14 percent target. I, Nothing's you, changed. You, in you that didn't even ask much. what I thought. So I you're know. kicking him out without and my I, input. I love exactly. That. And I said my reason why he would still be here. So Jeremy, between what the two I of said, us. But what okay, if but I here's said, the thing. Yeah, so, he was going to stay in there. Exactly. Would have to be obligated. Uh, then I'd have to. Yes, there. Yeah. But, yeah so Jeremy, what do you think? I don't think he makes a list. <laughs> but, but Mike, Mike, honestly, you're probably the only one who's right. He probably will. I really like Dawson Knox, but he's already number 10 on this list. So many players after him. I think what he did last year, like I was taking Dawson Knox, but not just like Dalton Schultz, but not because everybody else was drafting him in the top 12, right? You try to find guys that you want to buy into late in the draft or lower where you can get them at a value. You get like, you know, four guys and you hope for the best. That Dawson Knox was that for me. Dalton Schultz was that for me. I have trouble thinking that he's going to duplicate the production last year. He might, and maybe he ends up on this list. And you're right, but I just have trouble seeing it. Right, and yeah. I'm, and again, my my uh, reasoning was not about what he does at the end of the year. My reasoning is the team oh, he's still on, and if team, the team yeah. does amazing, and say the team goes to the Super Bowl and he only scores four touchdowns, but the team goes to the Super Bowl Pass at the this hell out of the time, ball, yeah. at this time, the dynasty community, I think, will still draft him in the top twelve. Uh, that's the best argument so far about Dawson Knox, what you just said, to be honest, that was succinct and the best argument and Shane's still put no. Um, But, but what you said, I, I perfectly logical, Mike. The the problem is, is the guy needs an increase in targets and needs to maintain his touchdown rate. And I just, I don't see that it's too difficult, but But, you know, but let me ask you one last question about that. Did, did any of the offensive pieces change Going Emmanuel into this year, Sanders is going. Jameson really Crowder's there. there. Yeah, and so, so is Isaiah McKenzie. Apparently, yeah. is they're they're going to be there. Yeah, but I mean, so that's what I mean. No it's joke. not much they lost difference. A, they, they passed the ball Crowder. a lot to the slot wide receiver, right? And they got rid of him, and they have Crowder now instead of the old guy. <laughs> but but I mean, you know, honestly, not a lot. But but the thing is, as much as the ball gets passed on that team for the yardage and the and the targets and all of it. Crowder's no joke. And, and I mean, you know, he plays the middle of the field, the slot, really pretty well. That seriously could put a little a little damper on Dawson Knox. It could. Right. I don't know if it will. Well, Just, we have one player left. And before we even get to that player, Shane is already – no, but Shane's already filled in the spot for one of the no's already. So um, so the last one up is Pat Fitzmorris, which – no, I'm Pat just Friermuth. kidding. I know, but every time I see that name, Pat Fitzmorris' oh. name just pops into my head every single time. Oh, uh, hey, Pat, we'll see you in a couple weeks. But all right, know. so what about Pat, <laughs> Pat Fryermuth? Yeah, here we go. Here's another guy that had a very high touchdown rate. Um but he was I think he was more hype than Dawson Knox uh, and he was more hype than Dalton Schultz coming out of college. He was a tight end two of last year. He was he's, really good in college. That's why. Yeah, he yeah he's got he's he's got room for target regression in a positive manner, um, even if his touchdown rate comes down a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's in an offense that when they've had good tight ends, they they they, they, they use used them. them. Yeah. yeah, you know, going back to the Heath Miller days. I know I'm old, but um, <laughs> yeah. And you even uh, loved Heath Miller, and I'm not a Steelers fan. That guy was awesome at yeah. football. So I'm gonna say Fryermuth is gonna stay inside. The I am top very. Like I am him. very surprised you're saying that. I thought for sure you were wanting to kick another guy out, and that was gonna be your guy. Wow. I, for me, I would say Dawson Knox will be there before Pat Fryermuth will be there. I can't agree with you on that one. Um, just because, I mean, I'm a Big Ten football guy, watcher. I, I, you know, I've, I've, he was a badass all through college. And when he went to the Steelers, it was like a match made in heaven. I know they don't have Big Ben. That guy in his rookie year was a badass. He took the job on. He kept. I, I see no regression in him at all. Maybe the team takes a step back and he doesn't get as much love this year but i think that dude is on this list to stay for a while i think he's one of the guys that you're going to want to draft in the top you know five maybe even like up there with hawkinson and 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 waller and kittle really i i think he's just like with goddard i think he's already one of the better players blocker uh pass catcher you know tough guy i don't think he'll fall off now there's a lot of players you know that that are on our list that are decent football players but i think he and Goddard and Guy, there are some of those younger players that just stand out. They did in college and they do now. And I think I think we got to keep them on this list. I like Dawson Knox, but Friermuth is 
a better player. But let me ask you this Allen. though: his quarterback is Kenny Pickett. What if <laughs> maybe? What, yeah. yeah. What if? Uh, <laughs> or it's Trubisky. Or, or Trubisky. Else, okay, yeah. so so uh, you've got Kenny Pickett and Trubisky. What if those two guys just totally shit the bed, like, and, and then the team yeah, just completely falls season, apart? Yeah. Well, so then if he has a bad season again, we we've said this before. We're not talking about the players being bad, but we're talking about the perception of the dynasty community drafting players next year. Um, that's partly why I say the, the other guy would be over him, but, uh, it's already been written down. Yes. Because both of you guys say, yes, it doesn't matter what I'm saying now. Yeah, I see honestly, Shane I laughing. As so, much a chance that Kelsey <laughs> falls off of this list than some of the players on it. I mean, I think the guys that we pick, listen, I, I like Knox better than Dalton Schultz and Noah Fant. Like he would, I would keep him before those two players. Yeah. But um, both of those are no's already. Yeah. So I'm just saying like, he's the, he was like sort of the last pick. We right, pick right, right. Dalton Schultz, then Noah Fant or whatever, vice versa, then Dawson Knox. So like, it, you know, it was close. I mean, and also, but here's here's the thing, Mike. When you look down the list at like Mike Gusecki, Cole Komet, Albert O, David Njoku, I mean, not Njoku so much, Trey McBride, you just start looking down the list and you're like, you know what? I would rather have those guys in Dynasty than Dawson Knox. Wouldn't mm-hmm. most other people too? All That's right. all. So look, one thing we said in in the pre-show before we started doing the show was like, oh, this will be shorter than all the other episodes. <laughs> we're, not, we're, is it? No, we're already 42 minutes into it, and we still haven't said who the three replacements are going to be for the players that we debates. have. So it. let's get into the three replacements, even though Shane has already filled in one of the spots. So we're going <laughs> to go back to Old Faithful. Uh, tight end rookie, w- rookie tight end one, uh, whoever that might be. It looks like wait, wait, wait. Twenty twenty three tight end one rookie, or from this class? No, twenty twenty three. Every single Dude, time it's twenty twenty three. But look at the list. Is there a twenty twenty two rookie on this list yet? I don't. I, I don't know, but I know for a fact that a twenty twenty three tight end rookie, the tight no, end rookie not. one. I'm, who? I'm saying, look at the top twelve. We have an ADP from DLF Superflex right now. There's not a rookie. No, because the tight rookie, end that was drafted this year, like say yeah, Trey McBride, on this list now. No, well, Trey McBride year, is like nineteen. Yeah. It says tight next end. Next year you got Michael Mayer. Uh, yes, Halloween. very good tight end. And uh, Ari Gilbert, among others. So if he can graduate, say, yeah. So yeah. let's just go with Meyer, Michael Meyer. That's, you that's think that's with. the guy that's going to be on this list in place of one of these three guys? He's going to slash his way into the top twelve. Wow, yes. that's ballsy. I don't. I see where you're going with that. I I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Well, I think at, I, at this point, I will agree with Shane in the sense that the way the dynasty community acts about rookies, especially as it gets into rookie season and rookie drafts and everybody's saying, oh, he's the best tight end in this class and blah, blah, blah. By yeah. June, people will be probably drafting him in the top 12, thinking not so much that they'll have him for this year, but they'll have him for yeah. the next 10 years, you know? So Michael My- Myers, probably the guy. <laughs> There are some other players coming out. It is a better class at, you know, at tight end at the top. It's possible. I won't argue it too much. We could go yeah. on and on about it. But um, so I, I'll, I'll go along with you guys and say that the best tight end out of next year's class slips into the top 12. Okay. So that leaves two spots. Mm-hmm. So Sh- not Shane, Jeremy, you look down this list. You've done it a couple times already tonight. You've even made some comments on those guys from like 13 to 20. Name one of them that you think is going to be one of these two spots. 13 to 20. Let me see. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. So Robert Tanyan, I'm just going to highlight this in an alternate color so I can keep track of this. And and I'm not naming Robert Tanyan, but he he's uh, the last of the next 12 guys. So Mike Isecki's right there at the top of this list. I know there's, you know, we have Hunter along there as well. It's, this is This is really tough for me. I want it to be Trey McBride. I just I think it might be too early, you know, to anoint him simply because Noah, uh, sorry, Zach Ertz is in Arizona. You know, they have some guys in front of him, so I want I want him to be the guy that sneaks in. But of the the guys that are on the list, it comes down for me. It comes down to Mike Isicki, Albert O, and I know people love Cole Komet. Uh, Cole Komet, maybe he gets the volume, but Gasecki, Komet, and Albert O should be one of the players that sneaks into this list. They're already right there on the cusp. I, you know, I think it's, you know, Gasecki could sneak back into this list so easily and displace Noah Fant, right? It's not even a reach. He's right there. He was on it last year, and he's right there at 13 this year. He just missed getting on the list with Fant. So I think he he would probably be one of the guys. 
And then I think it comes down to um, Cole Komet, Albert O um, for the for the next spot. All right. To me. Shane. Yeah. And they're right there on the right. on the fringe, too. It's not a reach. I'm going to – I like Albert O because people really, really want Albert O to be a thing, right? They do. I, I mean, I want him to be a thing. Can he? I don't know. Yeah. So I think if he shows enough life, if he gives us nine points a game, nine and a half fantasy points a game, people are going to go – Something oh, steady. It's here's the Alberto breakout. It's coming. I'm going to draft him in the top twelve. So that's I see Albert O there definitely. Okay. Um, I and I think he's good enough that he's going to score. You know, nine to ten points a game. I, I don't want to make it sound like I don't believe in him. I don't think he's transcendent by any sense of the imagination. Right. right like yeah. I, I know a lot of people are like, oh no, he's top four. Like he's not that. He's he, not top four, but yeah, he's, he's going to be a top twelve tight end. So I can see him in the top twelve in ADP next year. Right, Mike, you got to pick the next one though. Well, you, if I, you agree or not with Albert O, but you have you have to stick your neck out and go and pick the next guy. At least start the conversation. I'll definitely stick my neck out and I'll go along with you. I think it's Gazeki. I'm surprised that Gazeki was ten last year and this year he's not in the top twelve. With everything going on there, with the new players that they've got, with the new coach, with the excitement of the team and everything, with those guys you were saying, I kind of agree with Albert O also. So I would go Albert O and Gazeki with both of these spots. And look, we always have a lot of fun on this show. I really would love, I believe that Jeremy, you could say the last name correctly, but Shane, what is Albert O's last name? Okwabuganam. Okwagbanam. It's so hard, man. It's so hard. It's worth worse than Najoku and Najigba. But I think you could say it though. Because here's well, you have to. If two of us say Gazeki, you have to. Let me just. No, we were we were talking about it. I I I want to know who he thinks like Irv Smith, Cole Komet. I think is overrated. Well, the the only other one I was going to say was Irv Smith. But and what happened to him last year? There's where that's where the debate come in. He tore his ACL in the preseason. Exactly. That's what I'm asking you. What happened? So he his ACL. So uh, th- between between the three of them, I was going to say Irv Smith, Gazeki, and then you kind of convinced me with the Albert O thing. And so we have three players in two spots. So so you so here here's my argument against Mike Gazeki, and then you can just hear me out. And obviously, his it's, it's <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, it's, it's going to be like his, quarterback. his quarterback and target share. Can just think about the Miami offense. Can Tua support? Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Mike Gusecki as top – Mike Gusecki as a top 12 option. I don't know what you're going to do between Waddle and, and – Well, we're trying to do that for other teams, and I see where you're going. That's my trouble with him too, all the mouths to feed there. But we've already kind of said other guys in the same situation. And the only right. the only reason I want to play devil's advocate is that PFF has gone out there and said that Gusecki's had 40 receptions of 15-plus yards. Big passes, by the way. Big catches for tight ends over 15 yards. I mean, that's that's something. 40 of those since 2020. That's fifth most among all tight ends. Catching the, you know, catching the passes beyond 15 yards. That I mean, he he's a great pass catcher. He's good in the open field. I get what you're saying with the mouths to feed, but he's already been on this list and drafted in the top 12. He had a pretty good season. He's not Cole Komet. Irv Smith, I mean, to convince me on Irv Smith is he had what two seasons in the league? What was his best stat line? Like what 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 did he do for the stretches of time where he produced? What was what what, uh, what are we looking at? I don't I'll know. have to look that up. But also remember when you're talking about Gasecki, you're talking about Gasecki without Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but you're also saying. talking about without the coach. This is a new coach. We have no mm, idea right. what kind of offense this team's going to play. Well, he we just saw the offense that that guy had in San Francisco, and the tight end was still part of it. What well, we that's what I'm saying. About? Yeah. Like, so we I don't block too much. Well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but also the years that that Irv Smith was playing, they had what Kyle Rudolph there. Um, because you're not yeah, talking about last year, yeah, you're not talking yeah, about I, last year. So. so, his best year was uh 2020, he scored 7.6 fantasy points per game. A different offensive coordinator, too, in Minnesota. They're definitely going to be passing the ball more. Which and uh, They're yeah. going to be using the wide receiver more. They're going to be using the slot position more. I don't see that that hurts well, Smith using... at all. I think he's going to go up, too. I think their slot receiver yeah. is going to have a decent year. I, I could agree with Irv Smith Jr., a healthy Irv Smith Jr., and then, <laughs> and then I don't really like anyone else on this list but, but Gusecki because right. I, I don't think Cole Komet's a very good – player so it would be i can't vote for anyone else it would be interesting then because we kind of threw that tight end one in 
as a rookie, I mean, if we're only going to say three guys are going to drop, which is really funny because we started off the conversation how it's the most out of everyone I thought be more. that people yeah, I dropped, to, you know? I thought I'd more, kick more guys. <laughs> exactly. And I look at the list too, Mike, and I don't really uh, see a player on it that I could kick out beyond Ertz. And it's really not, you know, there's not a lot of good logic there because he's been a productive player when he's been healthy. So, and he did well in his limited uh, time last year in Arizona. So it's tough to do because he's been there, done that. All right. Well, it really probably does come down to Gasicki and Irv Smith and, I'm fine either way. All right. Well, then we're going to wrap this up because Shane already wrote Irv Smith. It doesn't matter what you and I say. And we're already at 50 (laughs) minutes. We're going to wrap this up. We still have to do a Patreon show as well. So (laughs) So I think what we're saying is uh, no matter what we said, we ended up only knocking three guys out. We're putting three guys in as the tight end number one in the 23 rookie class, Albert O and Irv Smith. And, you know, again, we we already prefaced the whole thing by saying that after number six, seven, whatever, these guys are all one point apart. So uh, if we're going to talk about what the Dynasty community believes, some of these right. things may be different in June. And I like year. that we picked, the, you know, I don't know about the tight end one rookie. It stands to reason somebody's going to want Michael Meyer before they want Mike Kosicki and these yeah. other guys, middling guys on the list. And, and, and you know, kind of swing for the fences anyways in Dynasty leagues for sure. But I like that we didn't go with Mike Isicki <laughs> or Cole Komet, really. Yeah. We have Albert O, we have a, a rookie tight end from the 2023 class, and we have Irv Smith, who's down the list because he was hurt. We didn't just go for the low-hanging fruit of Gasicki and Cole Komet, who are like right there on the fringe at 13 and 14. And, you know, these are some of our best shows. We, we didn't plan any of this dialogue. <laughs> we sat down. We had a, a list of guys that were drafted, and we just got into it, man. We dug into it, and we went, we went to bat, and it was fun. You know, it's funny when you say we didn't plan any of this. Like, literally, sometimes we talk a little bit before the show. But we tonight, knew we were doing tight ends. Yeah, That's about it. but tonight when we got ready, we we all three of us logged in. We talked for maybe a couple, like three minutes, and then Shane's like, "Let's go," and we just kind of went. So it's true. We we always fly by the seat of our pants. But we mentioned about doing a Patreon show before we go to do the Patreon show. Shane, tell everybody about our Patreons. Hey, we got patrons. Uh, we have, patron, <laughs> we have a group surprise. meet chat. We have bonus podcasts. We have the uncensored podcast. We have written content that you get. Jeez, uh, what else do you get? Swag. You get T-shirts. You get stickies, koozies, uh, instant access to all of our brains. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what else. Like, if you're not a patron, you're basically not trying, and you like being average at fantasy football, <laughs> which it's okay. You know what? Average you is, like being average. Average is better than bad. It's just not as good as good. So that's fine. <laughs> and we're going to have a whole lot of fun with our patrons in, what, 12 days, 13 days, yep, whatever yep. it is. I'm expecting free drinks. <laughs> well, it, it, Shane will be there in two weeks, um, exactly, right, on the 12th. Yeah. And uh, we'll be there the following day. Mike, you and me, I'm picking you up from the airport Saturday morning, and we'll be up there around noon. Yeah. We'll we'll hang all day, flag football, party, all that stuff. Oh, my God. And then the expo on Sunday the 14th. I don't know. We might have to just get people to take our place if we're already drinking by then. (laughs) I can't play flag football drinking. I can't even walk, let alone play flag football. If I hurt myself, my wife will never let me live it down. Well, hey, and one thing we are going to do, Jeremy, when we have that two-hour drive to Canton, we're going to put a little GoPro camera on the dashboard, and we'll record while we're driving, and uh, we'll try to get Shane on the phone as well. So Put that uh, on the dashboard of the sports car, and we'll ride. Listen to Metallica. Oh, is that what we're going to listen to? All right. So uh, check us out on iTunes at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on YouTube at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check us out on Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. And, <laughs> and find us wandering the, the, the floor of the Fantasy Football Expo uh, at Dynasty Trades HQ. So um, thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you guys next week. And say goodbye, everybody. Peace. See you next time. Thank you. Say goodbye, Shane. Goodbye, Shane. <laughs>